Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on News Talk 1590 KVTN. My name is Bruce Jess. Bruce. Very sexy. Hey, thanks, guys. Good morning, Ventura. I have a show today. I can have no idea how I'm going to get through it all. I have way too much content. I'm going to be talking really, really fast today because i got to get through this stuff, guys. Today's show is called Will China Destroy the Dollar? This is a really pertinent subject. It came off of an Internet story that's floating around that China has been amassing 5,000 tons of gold that they've not disclosed. 5,000 tons! And they're going to use this gold in April and announce to the world they have this gold and they're going to take over the job of the world reserve currency away from the United States that will destroy our currency. It will put us into hyperinflation. It's a big story out there and you need to know all of it. And today we're going to give you all of it. And listen, I want to tell you something interesting about this, which is this may not be the story that you think it is. So Don't think you know where this is going because it's probably not the direction you've been hearing about. This is going to be a cool-headed conversation. I am not trying to make a point. I don't have a vested interest to sell you gold and silver by making this story. You usually only get a tainted side of this because everyone's using the story to sell a story. The only thing I'm trying to sell here is me and that I care about these risks. I care about these issues. And I also want you to know there's no panacea. Thanks, but I'm as I same things that keep you awake at night. They keep me awake at night. And that's why I love doing this show and looking into these issues. Hey, listen, we have a great giveaway today. Uh, now I'm going to be interviewing Rodney Johnson. Rodney is the president of HS Dent Research. Uh, he actually runs a lot of the organization and supports Harry Dent, but he's a great economist then of its own, tells a wonderful story, tells background to story, and uh, we I interviewed him at length. You're going to be hearing excerpts of it. You won't hear the whole thing unless you call in for a goodie, goodies today, because everybody's getting goodies. The number to call for the goodies is 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. We have a giveaway package, and then we have an ultra giveaway package, which I'm going to tell you a little later in the show, that is a far more advanced service. But right now, I can tell you this. If you call that number, we're going to give you Rodney Johnson's article from the Survive and Prosper newsletter called, Of Course, the U.S. Dollar Will Get Stronger. Wow, what an unusual twist on that one. You're going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And you're going to get an old show we did called Why Not Gold. And I'm throwing that in because I want you to hear what we were saying two years ago that all came true. All of that when you call 888-882-5578, but more, and you'll hear about more in a little bit. But I want to get right into the story. And the first thing I asked Ronnie Johnson this week is, hey, Ronnie, what is a reserve currency and why do we even have one? Thanks a lot for joining us today. And uh, first thing I want to ask you, Rodney, is first of all, just help us understand what is a reserve currency and why do we even have a thing called a reserve currency? Well, a reserve currency is one that is typically held by people outside of the country that issues it so that they can engage in trade uh, not only with the issuing country but with other countries. And so to kind of you know put reality to that, people outside of the United States hold U.S. dollars so that they can buy stuff from the U.S., 
as well as engage in transactions with each other. And the reason that people do that is say you're in Indonesia and you want to buy something from Thailand. Well, you can work on the terms of the transaction, but what, what do you do it in? Do you do it in the currency of Indonesia or Thailand or what do you do? And so what people do instead is they say, hey, let's use U.S. dollars. We know what our exchange rate is to U.S. dollars. You know what your exchange rate is to U.S. dollars. It doesn't change very quickly over time, so we all have a basis of understanding. We know what the value is we're going to exchange. And so it allows trade to be facilitated. That's what it does. And it's typically the currency of the biggest, baddest country on the planet at the time. What did we do that uh, gave us the credibility to now inherit that hat and wear it ourselves? I am so glad you asked, Bruce, because so many people don't take the time to understand the steps. They just want to say, well, we're a big power now, and so we're the reserve currency, and so when we're not the big power, we won't be. It, it does not work that way. Uh, the British pound was used as the reserve currency before us because the Brits were very imperialistic. They sailed around the world. I mean, think of it. They kind of ruled the world from this thumbprint of a country up there off the coast of Europe. How could this little bitty country do that? Uh, they were very engaging around the world with their navy. They traded with lots of people, and so that is what gave them the status as the reserve currency. People knew the Brits, and they wanted to trade with them because they were very prolific and their production, and they want to trade with each other in a known quantity. Well, we get along to basically World War One. The Americans are very, very strong. The Americans aren't in the war. We didn't get into that one early on. We stayed on the sidelines. But we sold lots of stuff to people who were in the war, like the Brits. And so America was actually a very large uh, seller of goods and materials and foods and things. And for that, we collected an awful lot of gold. Back then, people traded actual gold for this. We had shipments of gold going around the world. And so at the end of World War One, we were very rich, and we had certainly entered the war, but no one had attacked U.S. land. We didn't have anybody dropping bombs on our homeland. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty much the only people who could say that. The Brits had gone off the gold standard. The Germans had gone off the gold standard. People had allowed their currency to float. And so around the world, people were going, well, I don't know what that currency is worth, but I know what the U.S. dollar is worth. Now, we've got to remember this is the 19-teens. You get into the 20s, the Brits get back on the gold standard for a little while, okay. and the U.S. remains on it until, of course, we get the FDR. But once you get into the 30s, the Brits are off of it again. And they pretty much kind of went off of it and were gone. The U.S. was still on the gold standard. I know it was modified a bit, but they were on it in the 1930s. And then we get to World War II. Rodney, let me digress for just a minute. Because something you said, I just want to digress into this. Why, if is their strength being tied to a gold standard? And why would they come off of it? Would that not undermine their position as a reserve currency to come off of it? So why would they keep doing that? Well, there are only two ways to adjust your economy when you get into a rough patch. Uh, and, and I don't really care what people want to talk about at the margin. We can argue all day long about the margin, but there are really only two ways to adjust in a down patch or a down cycle in your economy. It is through deflation, where you go through a reduction in the standard of living of everybody who's there and the pain that is with the contraction of debt and all that stuff that goes on, or you print more of your currency. That's it. I mean, it, it really is that simple. We're seeing that um, today. Well, of course we are, and that's what no one wants to do. And so what happens, of course, is people get into this bad spot where I guess you know, another option is that you could sell a lot of stuff to foreigners and then bring a new currency, but barring the ability to sell a bunch of stuff to a different country, you have to go through some sort of austerity and deflation or you have to print more of your currency. That's it. And so the Brits had to print more of their currency. They knew it would hurt their position as the reserve currency, but they didn't have much of a choice unless they wanted to decimate the standard of living of their citizens. And so that's where they were uh, at, during the 30s. We get through World War II, we're doing it again where the U.S. is supplying material and food and everything to the world. Our production facility remains standing at the end of World War II. Everybody else is blown to bits. They're trying to rebuild. We've got all of our stuff. And so what happened is we had the Bretton Woods uh, meeting in New Hampshire where we brought together the Allied powers in 1944 before the end of the war and said, look, here's what's going to happen. Nobody has gold but us. 
That's it. Nobody's got gold but the United States. So everybody wants to be tethered to it. They just don't have it. So they set up an exchange rate for everyone to be convertible into dollars, and then dollars were convertible into gold. So everybody had this link back to gold, even though they didn't have it. Well, after World War II, we're selling stuff to everyone. People want to buy it. Unfortunately, they still have to adjust their own economies. So one by one, the Brits say, guess what? We just can't be linked to the dollar in this hard, fixed exchange rate. We're going to allow our currency to float, which allows us to print more and kind of go about our merry way. Everybody else did the same thing eventually. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't do it until 1971 where we said, look, we also want the ability to clearly manipulate our currency by printing more. And so we shut our gold window in 1971. It would no longer exchange dollars for gold. However, by that time, I mean, the war has been over 26 years. We're already the currency that everyone uses in trade. We're a huge seller of stuff to other people. If you want to buy something from the U.S., you better be paying me in dollars. And in the reverse, if you want to sell something, there's absolutely huge market of buyers here that are rich, you better be pricing it in dollars. And so we became kind of this behemoth on the planet where our trade made us the really big gorilla. And we've remained there for you know, almost four years. Okay, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio on 1590 KVTA in Ventura. Listen, uh, we have a great giveaway today. When you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, we're really going to help you understand this issue about that you've heard so much about the dollar is going to be worth nothing eventually. I want to get you the whole picture. So when you call 888-882-5578, Everybody calling in today will get these goodies. First of all, you're going to get the complete interview we did with Rodney Johnson in its whole entire uncut version on CD. I'm going to get you Rodney Johnson's article from the Survive and Prosper newsletter called, Of Course the U.S. Dollar Will Get Stronger. And you'll get Rodney's entire argument on this, but you'll get a lot when you listen today, so keep listening. You're going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And it gives you in that report a strategy to manage both concerns simultaneously. Because if you bet on inflation and we have deflation, you're going to lose all your value in those assets. But if you bet on deflation and hold all your cash and inflation takes off, your cash will be trash. So you need to understand how to run both of those concerns simultaneously in a portfolio. That's in that report. You're also going to get our show we did two years ago called Why Not Gold, where everything you're seeing in gold today was predicted. So I want you to understand this issue particularly because today's going to be a lot about gold uh, from a show that we did two years ago. Now, if you have over $100,000 of nestable assets, we will have another special service available for you at no charge and no obligation, and you're really going to want to take advantage of this. Now, when you call in today, the operator answering is going to ask you whether you're only calling for the information kit or whether you're also calling for the retirement roadmap. And everybody ordering a retirement roadmap will get the information kit. But I want to take just a minute here and help. And I'm going to talk more about this later. But the bottom line is a retirement roadmap is a service we set up at Straight Talk Wealth Advisors to help service our clients and really get them to understand their strategic vision of what they're trying to do in their investment portfolio. Because far too many people basically are pulling shiny objects off a shelf today. Something sparkles at them. It seems attractive. Oh, my friend said this was good. And they run after these investments and they have no strategic concept of what they're trying to do. A retirement roadmap 
puts that together for no charge, no obligation. We do that with you. So in that, we look at, for example, we plan this trip in stages. Where are you going to? In other words, what's your retirement going to look like? What type of facilities are you accustomed to? In other words, how much income are you going to need in retirement to sustain your lifestyle? How much inflation will you see in those costs? Now, this is all done on our proprietary software, and we give you the report, the study it actually is, which is very fluid for no charge and no obligation. When do you want to get onto that trip? When do you plan on bon voyaging? And if you're already there, then uh, are you set for life or... could you have trouble if the financial weather changes? How long are you going to stay there? People today are living 20 to 30 years in retirement. Do you currently have the resources that you'll need to get there? Or are you going to require more years to maybe keep saving? How powerful of a financial engine will be required? Um, do you need 5% growth, 8% growth, 10% is what you need real. So, And lastly, what if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? If you want us to do that for no charge, no obligation, I'll throw in Harry Dent's latest book called The Demographic Cliff, How to Survive and Prosper During the Great Deflation of 2014 to 2019. I will also throw in the paperback, Stress-Free Retirement. But most importantly, we're going to do this study for no charge, no obligation, so you have an actual strategic plan in amongst all of this of where you're trying to get to, what it's going to look like when you get there, and what happens if the weather turns bad, and a real survival plan. No charge, no obligation. I'll talk more about it. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Okay, in this next clip, I ask Rodney Johnson. What are the perks of being a world reserve currency? Interesting. So the thing about being on the gold standard is that it really takes away the ability to camouflage the direction of your economy. Like, in other words, if if you're on a gold standard and you have to have deflation, you can't manipulate what your currency is worth because it's got to... It's got to represent an actual piece of gold sitting somewhere. So if you're contracting, rather than printing more money, you're just going to contract until you get through it. That's exactly it. And, and there's a whole side story, of course, that you know we don't have to get into with banking, how they create more credit sure. and how to contract it at bad times. But the, the basic point is what you said. And, and um, part of this is, is understanding that economies can grow and be on the gold standard. It's just a harder because you can't just make the fluff of new money and let it go out there. People have to actually create more productivity. And we did it in the 1900s. We started in the United States of America in 1800 and ended in 1900 at about the same price for bread and other products because we were on gold standard. Even though we had the Industrial Revolution, even though we added millions of people, we were able to do it because we remained true to this you know, idea of the gold standard. Okay, so I understand that. So then let me ask you this. Why is it desirable for us to be a reserve currency or any other country? What are the fringe benefits of then becoming a reserve currency of the world? Well, if you're a reserve currency, then uh, people will use your currency for trade. And so since it's widely desired for something other than just coming to buy your stuff from you, um, then there's a reason for people to hold it even when you go through a down patch. When, when we are a less attractive economy, we go through a rough patch here in the U.S., People would look at us and go, man, maybe I don't want your currency because things are kind of rough over there. You're not on a gold standard. So if you sell bonds, maybe I desire a higher interest rate from you because you're you're not doing so well. However, if you're a reserve currency, I need your bonds even though I'm not interested in investing in you. And it's a weird idea. But think about it. If you're a a country and you have an account where you're going to hold some of your wealth, you've got, say, $10 billion with a fee. 
if it's just sitting there, it's not in cash. You don't hold it in physical dollars. You have it in an account, and it's at a bank or a series of banks. And even then, you don't hold it in just a deposit account and go look at it once in a while on the ATM. What you do is you put it in a parking spot, and that parking spot is traditionally a very short-term bond. Mm -hmm. You want to buy something that's fairly liquid, but it's denominated in the currency you're interested in. So people around the world hold U.S. bonds even though they're not very interested in the U.S. It's just a parking place for them until they use the money to do something else. That creates a phenomenal demand for U.S. bonds that would not exist if we weren't the reserve currency. And since these people are buying U.S. bonds, it holds down our interest rates. This is what Charles de Gaulle of France in the 1960s called the exorbitant privilege. People are keeping our interest rates low, even though they may not like us very much, simply because they're going to use dollars. That's what the desirability is. But it means you have to have two things. You have to be issuing bonds, meaning you have debt, because this is where the privilege comes from. And two, you have to be willing to allow your currency to be traded in the international markets. And those are two things that are kind of the backside. People own a lot of your bonds, and they have a lot of your currency floating around the world. So it sounds like, I mean, assuming that governments cannot uh, maintain their own sense of ethics and discipline, that to become the world currency, which means people, your debt is cheap and you can sell debt cheaply, it's an opportunity to go into debt because it's just so darn irresistible. It's almost an irresistible vacuum to put yourself into debt because it's so darn cheap. It, it becomes that. It's, when so many people are desiring your currency or desiring your debt, it's very, very seductive to start doing things to kind of steal some value from it. And um, if people would, the next time they have a quarter in their hands, they take out a quarter, the United States quarter, and you look at the edges of it, they're scored. They have little ridges in them. Mm-hmm. And that's a holdover from Roman times when the Roman emperors would start to shave a little bit of the silver <laughs> off of their coins, and they would steal because they knew that they were traded so much, people weren't really weighing them to figure out what they were worth. And so what people did with coins is they would score the edges so that you could see if somebody was coin shaving. And that's the holdover. That's why we do it. Of course, nobody thinks we're coin shaving quarters now because they're not worth anything as the metal after 1961. But it all comes from that seduction to steal when so many people are desiring your currency for this sort of reason. Good morning. You're listening to Straight Talk Well, the radio on KVTA 1590 in Ventura. I am Bruce Whitey. I'm your host every week here at 8 a.m. We're going to get right into this next clip where I ask Ronnie if maybe there's a downside to being a world reserve currency. And listen, call the number 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578 for your free information kit. If you haven't heard about it yet, I'm going to tell you in the next break. It's incredible bargain. You're getting it for free. Let's go back to the clip. So would there be a disincentive for any country to want to be a world reserve currency? I mean, that's kind of what we're starting to edge towards is a, it's great. You got cheap credit anytime you need it. You can manipulate the, the crud out of your position in the world by manipulating your money because everyone's going to buy it anyway. Um, and yes, from an ethics viewpoint, I suppose you could get yourself into trouble. Um, that aside, is there any other reason to not want to be a, a reserve currency? Is there some reason that countries around the world would say, that's not for me? Oh, absolutely. Because when, when remember, everything's supply and demand. And so since there's not a tether to gold um, anymore for any currency out there, certainly any major currency, then currencies only have a value compared to other currency. And so everything has to be thought of as a pair. And so it's the U.S. dollar versus some currency, whatever you want to talk about. When people say, look, I am, going back to our previous example, I'm in Indonesia. I want to buy something from this guy in Thailand. I'm going to use dollars to make the purchase. The guy in Indonesian, he, Indonesia, he buys U.S. dollars. He sells whatever the Indonesian currency is. And in that particular transaction, he makes the dollar a touch more expensive than it was the day before. And he makes the Indonesian currency a touch cheaper because he exchanged the two. And then he uses his new U.S. dollars to go buy the stuff from Thailand, and he has his goods. So what happens is when you're the reserve currency, you get an artificial bid 
where people are taking your currency and using it for a third-party transaction with some other country has nothing to do with you, and so your currency has a boost in value that it wouldn't otherwise have. Now, it might sound kind of cool, because what that means is I'm here in the United States, I have my currency in my pocket, and I'm going to go buy French wine. Well, my currency is a little bit stronger in the world because this Indonesian guy was buying it for some other reason. So French wine's a little cheaper to me. Unfortunately, if I'm Caterpillar and I want to sell something to, say, I don't know, Malaysia, because they want to do some earth-moving, the dollar is more expensive, so that Caterpillar equipment is more expensive than it would otherwise be. If you export in any big way, then having your currency be the reserve currency is horrible because it makes your goods and services more expensive for the world. And so the last thing that people who export want to do is make their stuff more expensive for foreign countries to buy. It, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. So that's sort of the basic principle we need to understand is that a stronger currency is great for importing and terrible for exporting. And if we look at that rule, maybe then we start to unravel some of the other scenarios around the globe. Yep. And, and this is... This is something that the Europeans have jawboned for years now because the euro has remained in that 130s range, and they're all looking to the strongman of Europe, which is Germany, and saying, you know, Germany exports about 50% of their stuff, and so if we want people around the world to buy more Mercedes and Audis and Volkswagens and big things from Siemens, we need that euro to be weaker because as it gets stronger, people around the world can afford less stuff, and the eurozone has less economic strength. It's really pretty straightforward. Yeah, and then the other aspect of that is that that will also then cause an inflation at home. So I guess it's a double-edged sword. You get to sell more to the world, but at home you do you suffer inflation from it. You do uh, on the world market, and that's a very interesting concept, Bruce. Um, as your currency goes down, that means that things that you buy from other countries are more expensive, clearly. Ah, but it drives people to buy more local stuff because mm. even though the currency goes down, the guy who's cutting your hair, the guy who's mowing the grass, the guy who's doing your taxes doesn't necessarily raise his prices accordingly because he deals in the local currency. And if you have a choice between a French bottle of wine or a California bottle of wine, well, the French bottle of wine is going to go up in price if the dollar falls, but the California bottle of wine won't. And so it actually drives your domestic population to buy more of your own stuff instead of buying from overseas, which is, of course, what most governments want. Okay, this is Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. I'm here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You're listening to my interview with Rodney Johnson, president of HS Dent Enterprise. Dent Research is actually their current title. And uh, he's a brilliant economist, and we are discussing, will China destroy the dollar? Now, listen, I want to tell you, write this number down. I'm going to talk to you for a minute here about what we are giving away for no charge, no obligation to help you understand these issues on a much deeper level. The number is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. Now, everybody calling in today will get the following kit. You're going to get the full uncut version of my interview with Rodney Johnson on a CD, no charge, no obligation. You're going to get a article written by Rodney recently as part of the Survive and Prosper subscription newsletter called Of Course the U.S. Dollar Will Get Stronger. Very different point of view than you're hearing out there. Very substantiated. You need to at least study the issue. You'll get that. You'll get my illustrated report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And I write it so a high school sophomore can understand it. I give you a strategy in there to manage inflation and deflation in a portfolio with a single strategy. And you're also going to get a back show that we did a couple years ago, but I think it's very pertinent and I want people to hear how we've been calling this for a couple years. It's called Why Not Gold. Now, if you have over $100,000 saved, it's time for you to start really looking at past 
the academic issues and start to get where the rubber meets the road in your own portfolio and your planning. So if you qualify for that, there's a second level that we're going to give away for no charge and no obligation. It's called our Retirement Roadmap Service. Now... You plan your, you should be planning your retirement just like you plan a trip to a new destination. We do that on the retirement roadmap service for free with you. We have the proprietary software to do that. When we prepare a retirement roadmap uh, study with you, then what we actually figure out is one, where are, are you going to? In other words, what type of facilities are you accustomed to? Uh, and I don't mean an old, I mean nice facilities. You want to live in a really nice resort called retirement land or are you the camper guy? Okay. So how much income are you going to need to, in order to sustain the lifestyle you want? And also look at how much inflation will you see in those costs over the years? Two, when do you want to embark upon that trip? Or if you're already there, are you sure that you're set for life, even if the financial weather changes? Three, we look at how long will you stay? People are living 20 to 30 years in retirement now. It's an important question. How long do you need your money to last you? Four, do you currently have all the resources you'll need to get there? Or will you require maybe some more years to keep saving? You need to know where's the point you can bon voyage into that journey. Uh, five, how powerful of a financial engine will be required? Uh, are you making this trip by boat, by plane, by yacht? Are you driving an economy car to get there? Now, what that really means is exactly how much growth from your portfolio is going to be needed to accomplish and sustain this plan. 5%, 10%, 8%. And what will the weather, what are you going to do if the weather turns bad along the way? What is your survival plan? Let me tell you, most baby boomers, uh, the decisions you make in the next 10 years are going to have a tremendous impact on whether you're going to arrive at that destination or not. It's time to stop investing by pulling shiny objects off a shelf and get a strategic plan. We will do that. And if you call in for that, and you request that from the operator. I'll throw in Harry Dent's hardcover book. It's $27.90, I think, is the value here at Barnes & Nobles. Uh, the Demographic Cliff, How to Survive and Prosper During the Great Deflation. And I will also throw in Stress-Free Retirement. The number is 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Call in for just the kit or call in to get the kit plus your free retirement roadmap. 888-882-5578. More of Rodney Johnson. You know, that's interesting. So in a minute, I want to talk about a story that's coming out of, well, coming off the Internet about China and the arguments that are going around about whether China is desirous to be the world reserve currency. But I want to make sure I want to just go back and really understand in principle what's happening here, because the fact is that one of the big arguments about China is that they have held their currency in a down position. They have not wanted a strong currency. They have wanted a weak renminbi. So one. Look at what China needs right now. They need domestic consumption and they need to export. So they're in a position where they want to keep selling. They've they built everything on selling the world cheap goods and they realize the rest, rest of the world is lessening its demand. They're trying to promote more demand in China. And if we understand what you're saying, a weak renminbi is in their best interest because one, it keeps export strong and two, because it makes it too expensive to import, it is also a driver of their domestic demand as well. Am I, am I seeing that correctly? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you look at the Chinese, and they're a great example, of course, because as you said, they've built their nation on exporting widgets to the rest of us. If their currency goes up in value, which it has some, I mean, clearly, um, over the past several years, although Absolutely. that seems to be trailing off, um, if it goes up, then we can buy less of what they make. And what, what does that do for them? Oh, that's right. It means that they have less money flowing into the country. They have fewer jobs. I mean, it slows down this economic miracle. 
And at the same time, if their currency uh, goes up in value, then the everyday Chinese person can buy American jeans instead of buying Chinese jeans. He can buy American appliances instead of buying Chinese appliances. And so I don't see where it serves them at all, uh, other than maybe you know getting the U.S. financial regulators off their backs a little bit to let their currency appreciate some. But they don't want it to appreciate a lot because that would totally clear what they've been able to accomplish over the past 10 and 20 years. You're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio on 1590 KVTA in Ventura. I am Bruce Whitey, your host. You are listening to my interview with Rodney Johnson. Rodney is president of Dent Research, uh, an outstanding economist. We are talking about will China destroy the dollar? Now, this next clip is rather lengthy. It goes into the whole Internet story that's playing out there, and we discuss it in detail. After this clip, I'm going to give away an incredible offer to everybody who calls this number. Write it down right now, 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. It is an educational kit that will help you get your wits wrapped around all of this and where the rubber meets the road that applies to your portfolio and how to use these issues in your planning. I'm going to tell you much more about it after the next break, but right now settle in for a little bit of a six-minute clip here where we go into the whole story about is China out to destroy the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency? All right, well, let's go into this story then because there is a very alarming story that's floating around the Internet. The story was that uh, China has been, it's called a secret weapon, and China has a secret financial weapon. They have been scarfing up gold mines, gold infrastructure, gold trades, physical gold to the tune, and they're secretly doing this. Now, the story is very substantiated, very much uh, good facts and figures that it must be getting vacuumed into China. Uh, and granted, maybe that's not accurate, but it's a very convincing story. It's getting pulled into China, and they have something on the level of 5,000 tons of gold that they have not disclosed. And the story goes that every five years, they reassess and they talk about uh, where they're at and what their goals are for the next five years. They're due to release this information in April, and they're going to shock the world that they have so much more gold that they've brought in than they ever told the world, and that this is a move for them to now become the world reserve currency. And the reasoning for that is that they have $1.5 trillion of United States debt that they're holding that they don't ever expect to be paid with. So their, their point about this is by this manipulation, they can start to collect by manipulating the values of the currencies back against this U.S. debt. And that gets a little bit more mathematical than I've got a calculator for to figure out the exact angle of that. But the point is, it's a way to collect on their debt. Now, someone... Within that report, they also said that China is our largest debt holder, but I don't understand how we have $16 trillion of debt and $1.5 trillion makes them our largest debt holders. Is that, first of all, is that true? Actually, the, the stupid part is our largest debt holder is the Federal Reserve. Right. It's our uh, own Federal but, Reserve. Right. But behind them, uh, yes, China, and it's about $1.3 trillion now. They've actually sold off a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, they are the largest um, debt holder in the United States. So... This is my problem with the story, because the story is basically saying that they are willing to destroy their exports and destroy their internal demand and put themselves in a position where where now we're going to get all of our manufacturing jobs back because they're going to be the world reserve currency and they'll just die for those American goods. So we're gonna, this is great news. I mean, we're going to get our manufacturing sector back. Uh, they're they're, they're going to completely discourage internal consumption. I mean, this could be great news if they want to be the reserve, world reserve currency. And then they will probably have an uninhibited ambition to borrow because they can borrow because their rates are so cheap. So. Uh, you know, it's a pretty schizophrenic story about what's in China's best interest. But I do just want to go over this with you and say, first of all, have you heard this story? Can you can you maybe refine some of these facts that you know about this story? And then what's your take on it? 
Yeah, I, I've heard the story, certainly. And the premise of the story is, if there's no gold left in the United States, if our Federal Reserve does not hold the gold that it claims to hold, then our currency is worthless or worth a lot less, one of the two. And that if the Chinese government has collected massive amounts of gold from around the world and now own 5,000-plus metric tons, and by the way, we're supposed to own 8,000 metric tons at this point, then the Chinese currency suddenly gets a boost. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about earlier, why would they want to do this? Let's go over that first. The two things that we know it would do, or, the, or we know you need, is you need to have a lot of your currency in circulation around the world, because other people have to use it for stuff for you to be the reserve currency, and you have to be issuing a bunch of debt, because that's how people hold money in your currency. They don't actually hold the currency, they hold debt. Right now, the Chinese don't really issue debt. They, they certainly don't issue much debt at all that can be held outside of China. There's a little bitty market, a few hundred billion, that's traded in Hong Kong, but it's really, really small. And as you noted a second ago, we're a $17 trillion debt market in the United States, the most liquid in the world. And so if somebody's going to buy a, a piece of debt and expect it to hold its value, not move very much, and to be uh, easily liquidated on a moment's notice, it's not going to be a little bitty bond market in Hong Kong. The other piece is you can't get Chinese renminbi in the United States. You can go to a specific bank in New York and you can have a deposit in renminbi, but you're not going to go to any exchange window at a Thomas Cook in an airport and say, yeah, here's my you know, $100. I would like 608 renminbi back. They just don't do it. And so they have neither of the components that you need to be a reserve currency, and as we discussed earlier, it makes no sense for them because their exports would go up dramatically in price and kind of kill the economic miracle. Uh, now, with all that being said as to why it makes no sense for them to be a reserve currency, getting to the point of gold being attached to it, when's the last time you saw gold exchanged for dollars? Anywhere. I mean, you have to go to a gold exchange, you have to go to a coin broker, you have to go to a metals dealer to do it. We don't take a gold coin or a silver coin and walk into a store and ask for anything. We just don't. And so the whole idea that the amount of gold that's held by the Federal Reserve is going to determine the value of the U.S. dollar is almost nonsensical because we don't use that connection today for anything. Most people could not tell you how much gold is supposed to be held by the United States because they don't think of it as the backing for the currency. But it seems like, but Rodney, it seems like the game's still going on. It still seems like there's, I mean, the governments, uh, they haven't, you know, there's still things are happening relative to gold and the movement of gold on the planet, and it, it seems to be a force. So I, I, I find it very hard to just completely dismiss it as as, a, as any sort of uh, measure of a currency, to completely dismiss it, because it sure seems like the world's still turning around it. Well, there's very different things. The world is not using gold as a currency. What's going on instead is you have people who are suspect that a currency in a certain market will lose value, and so they end up buying gold as a hedge against it. And the reason they do is because every single paper currency ever used in the history of the world has eventually failed, except for the ones that are in existence today, right? Because they sure. haven't failed yet. Well, the flip side of that, which people never talk about, is every single hard metal currency ever has failed. So everybody who's tried to be based on gold or silver before has clearly failed because none of them exist anymore. And so what happens is people don't like the discipline. And we talked about it a little earlier where it becomes so seductive to give in to shaving coins or issuing more debt or maybe printing a little more. It's just it's easier for governments to do that than it is to live with the hard choices of austerity and deflation. It just is. And so when, when you start printing more and you start manipulating these things, then savers are the ones that get hurt. And so what you have is a system that tells savers, look, you should move toward these metals in times of you know turmoil because eventually your government's going to do something that's going to take away your value. That's where we are right now, and it's what people want to have happen. Not, not because anybody says, I want the government to go down, but they want this relationship that keeps the government honest to remain in force. And the fact that all currencies are fiat right now means that there's no hammer out there beating on the Americans or the Europeans or the Japanese, for that matter, saying you must be more fiscally responsible with your money or else you'll get punished by this seeming gold standard. It's just not there. And people desperately want it because it would mean that they have a sense of how it's supposed to go and they can make a choice when it comes to their own currency. 
Yes, you are listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. What else would be doing all of this content? I'm your host, Bruce Whitey, every Sunday morning here on KVTA. Listen, uh, this is a cool-headed conversation. It is not trying to make a point or vested interest or sell you gold and silver. And none of our materials are trying to do that. We're just trying to help you understand this from all angles. When you call this number, everybody calls in today. It's getting free stuff. It's on the house, free stuff. So the number is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. You're going to get, first of all, the complete uncut version of this interview with Ronnie Johnson on CD. You're going to get Ronnie's article from the Survive and Prosper subscription newsletter called, Of Course the U.S. Dollar Will Get Stronger. What a different twist on this story than you've been hearing. You'll get my free report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And in that report, I give you a strategy to manage both concerns, inflation and deflation, in a single portfolio. Uh, it is highly illustrated. And again, I always say I write these so a high school sophomore could understand the content. I'm also going to give you our back show that we did a couple years ago that's very pertinent and germane to this that really shows you how all of this could have been seen ahead of time. It's a show we did with Harry S. Dent called Why Not Gold. You get all of that when you call 888-882-5578. But listen. If you have accumulated at least $100,000 of investable assets, which is a drop in the bucket for what most people really need, but at least you got to start on retirement saving, then I want to say that eventually you got to get past these academic issues and start where the rubber meets the road in your own portfolio and planning. And that is our retirement roadmap service, which we will do for no charge and no obligation. Um, when you plan your retirement, you should be planning it just like a trip to a new destination. So when we prepare a retirement roadmap with you, we actually figure out together with you the following. One, where are you going to in retirement? In other words, what type of facilities, what type of place do you are you accustomed to living in? And which kind of means how much income are you going to need? And how much inflation will you see in those costs over the years? We're going to work that out with you on our software, proprietary software. We're going to look at when do you want to embark upon that? And if you're already there, maybe you should be asking and verifying in the software Are you set for life, even if the financial weather changes? Uh, How long do you want to stay in that condition, in that place of retirement? And and it's important because people are living 20 to 30 years in retirement these days. So certainly you got to look at how long are you trying to make your funds last? Do you currently have all the resources that you'll need to get there? That's question four that we put into the software and analyze. Or are you going to require more years to keep saving? Five, how powerful of an engine will you require? Require for this. In other words, when you make this trip, you're going to be flying, you're going to be yachting, you're going to be driving a economy car to get to this destination. But that really means have you worked out exactly how much growth from your portfolio is going to be needed in order to accomplish and sustain this plan? 5%, 8%, 10%? Is that real? You need to know those numbers embedded in your in your skull if you're going to benchmark along the years how well you're doing. And lastly, question six, what if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? Now, I'll tell you, for most baby boomers, the decisions you make in the next 10 years are going to have a tremendous impact on whether you're even going to arrive at that destination, how smooth it's going to be. If you have $100,000 of 
of investable assets. We'll do that service for no charge, no obligation. Ask the operator, tell her you also want to include the retirement roadmap service for free. The number is 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. For those that ask for the retirement roadmap, I'm also going to include the uh, new hardcover book by Harry S. Dent called The Demographic Cliff, How to Survive and Prosper During the Great Deflation of 2014 to 2019. And I'm also going to throw in a book called Stress-Free Retirement. Great techniques in there on how to make your money last a lifetime. All of that by calling 888-882-5578. 888 888- 8825578 let's get back to the interview with Rodney while you call 8888825578 so if we don't have that hammer as the discipline let's talk about another scenario that uh tends to be brought up in the threatening of the dollar which is oh well then since we don't have that hammer we can just issue debt all day long at outrageously low rates and we will probably never pay it back and so then you get in the whole situation of, of a government defaulting it we should have had the hammer we should have had the discipline but since we don't and we seem to love it so much there's got to be a day of reckoning there's got to be some point where mother nature strikes back so let's take that aspect of what happens if the united states you know, I mean, the, the argument here is that China's saying that they're they're not going to get paid this debt back. So, uh, you know, they, that's why they're making these moves. Well, well, I, and there's a very interesting question, Bruce. Really glad you brought that up because why would the Chinese buy all this gold? Uh, that piece of research that you talked about on the internet clearly points out that they're buying the gold to buy their currency, and it, it does that in, in very uh, direct terms with blinders on. It doesn't allow for any other choice. Um, but I think there's another way of looking at it, which is asking: Could they just be doing something with the gold by itself? And that's possible. They could actually be trading gold for other stuff, and in particular, oil. I mean, they have uh, over 1.3 billion people. They're adding new car owners every day. We don't think of it like that because the U.S., most everybody has a car. Uh, but in China, they don't. They only have a few hundred million cars, and yet 1.4, 1.3 billion people. And so they need oil. They're the largest importer of oil in the world now. They surpassed the United States last year. And so it is entirely possible that they're just basically backstopping their ability to buy stuff from other countries, and in particular, the Middle East, where they might want to actually trade gold for oil, which has happened with Iran already. And so there are other possibilities than just trying to do something with your currency when you're buying gold. Could that be any damage uh, to us if China figures a way to not use dollars to buy oil? I mean, it certainly degrades our ability to be the reserve currency. Why aren't they trading in dollars? Could, could that have a repercussion on us? Well, it could, I guess, if, if you look at it and said, well, what they're doing is going to be replicated by everyone else. That's a very hard thing to do, and it's not a very fun thing to do. Because first, people like to trade big commodities in one currency because it allows for uh, pinning, it allows for coalescing, is really the term that's used in trade, to where everyone then knows what it's worth. I mean, if I said a barrel of oil is 84 euro and you said it's $100 and somebody else said that it's, you know, 32 gold coins, well, what does it mean? How do, you, how do you know which one's a good deal and which one isn't? And so what happens is producers tend to coalesce around one way of valuing a commodity like that because it allows for uh, easy comparison. And that's U.S. dollars. It just is what it is. And one of the largest producers on the planet, of course, is Saudi Arabia. They're the king of oil. Well, the Saudi Arabians, they pump oil, and that's about all they do. They don't make a lot of other things, and they actually rely on the United States for their security. We have a lot of jets over there. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make sense that they would be leaving the dollar and trying to do something to annoy us when pricing their own current, their own commodity. All right. Now, uh, a good reporter always pursues his questions, and I didn't feel Ronnie totally got into the aspect of what would 
could the United States really default on its debt? Could that happen? Maybe in relation is China trying to make us do that? He answered the question. But I'm going to go pull back on an old interview I did uh, about a year ago with Harry S. Dent, where I actually nailed that question with him. And, and I didn't want to let that question go unanswered. So I'm going to play that clip for you real quick. So you can kind of, this is the question on everybody's mind. Could the U.S. default on its debt? Let's hear what Harry has to say about that. Going back to the gold argument, let's go back to that point of sovereign bankruptcy, because I understand what you're telling us, but I want to draw it out to the next possible conclusion if we just let the government continue to go on its path, which is if governments continue to absorb and sell debt, you know, they take their credit card out to buy the bad debt of the, of the public sector, and they do go hell-bent for leather, and it just keeps going and going and going, then the bigger worry becomes, you know, when does Japan go bankrupt as a country? When do other countries and when does the united states go bankrupt as a country because we're talking about i believe i saw a number here where if uh interest rates were to go up two percent 45 percent of all tax revenues would simply be put onto paying the interest rate that the united states have on its has on its desk and this is going to happen sooner or later the interest rates are only going to go up in the future so any country japan u.s that does not clear its private debts and does not somehow restructure its government that coming you know decades from now is going to be bankrupt in other words we are going to have to deal with this and government around the world may have to have some kind of concerted but isn't a readjustment of the currency key to a country's bankruptcy? And there we go into the gold argument if currency gets devalued. No, no, no. This is where the gold people miss it. Okay, this is the crystal point. Currencies are relative to each other. What the gold people are saying is all currencies are going to go down and be near worthless. Currencies are relative to each other. Europe's currency, they're printing money, we're printing money, China's doing it in their own way, and on and on. This is happening well. The Bank of England, you know, so as long as they all do it together, the currencies don't, currencies are a way to trade each, with each other. That's the difference. Currencies go down together. I think what you have to do is that you're going to have Southern European countries. They're going, Greece has already had some of their government debt written off and there's going to be more spain's going to have to go through that you know portugal ireland italy maybe and japan at some point at some point even the major governments the u.s and germany stuff we can't let them write down their debts and we still be carrying some huge debt load so there just may have to be some international restructuring of government debt now that's going to come later so Private debt deleverages first. Some countries go bankrupt. And then at some point, I'd say there's got to be some, you know, you know, the major countries of the world get together and say, you know what? We've got to basically restructure the debt, uh, the sovereign debt to investors around the world, and they're just going to have to take a hit. And boom, you do that. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, instead of the government debt being $20 trillion, now it's $12 trillion. Sounds very sane. You think they can really get together and cooperate in that way? I think, oh, no, only after a crisis. Like, our view... It's 100% clear that without a crisis, we're going to see more of what we've seen. Now, do you guys see why I sweat bullets every week trying to compress all the information we have into a one-hour show? It's practically impossible. So that's why you need to call the number today and get this information kit that we're giving for free for no charge, no obligation. The number is 888-882-5578, 888 I'll slow down, 888 882-5578 because 
everybody calling today gets these items. One, you're going to get the full uncut version of this interview that I did with Ronnie Johnson on a CD. It did get cut up on this. You're not hearing the whole thing. We'll get that to you for no charge, no obligation on a CD. We're also going to get you Rodney's uh, article from Survive and Prosper newsletter. Of course, the U.S. dollar will get stronger. Find out in detail a little bit more about the story as he's telling it. You're going to get my free illustrated report called inflation or deflation america's monetary system in crisis and how to plan for it this is better than 40 pages illustrated and gives you actual investment strategies on how to manage both inflation and deflation concerns in a single portfolio and we'll give you a free archive show we did called why not gold where we actually went into this whole story two years ago and laid out exactly where we'd be today and we were pretty right on i want you to hear that for the record we'll give you that no charge no obligation when you call 888-882-5578 888-882-5578 but if you've built up and saved at least a hundred thousand dollars of investable assets then you need to take this a step further because eventually you really have to get past the academic issues and start to get where the rubber meets the road in your own portfolio and in your own planning. And that's the retirement roadmap service we do for no charge and no obligation. Now listen, you should be planning your retirement just like you plan a trip to a new destination. And these are the stages we work through. This is a methodical service we do in our office. It is an intake so that we can actually evaluate the advice we give. I mean, we're not selling widgets here. The problem is everybody is pulling shiny objects off a shelf by this widget, that widget, and nobody has a master plan of how all of this fits together in the retirement. And that's a huge mistake. So the way we work a retirement roadmap is together with we figure out one, where are you going to? What type of place do you want to be in in retirement? What kind of facilities do you want to stay in? And I mean that in like a hotel or a nice place. I don't mean, you know, the wrong facilities here. But the, the point is how much income you're going to need to sustain the type of lifestyle, the type of wonderful lifestyle that you want to have. And how much inflation will you see in those costs over the years? Once we get that, too, we look at when do you want to embark on this trip? Now, if you're already there, are you sure that you're set for life? Do you have the wherewithal to be there, even if the financial weather changes on you? Inflation, deflation, a crash here, crash there. Can you make it through no matter what? Three, how long are you planning on staying? So people are living 20 to 30 years in retirement. You have to look at how long your money is going to last. It's a key question. Four, do you have all the resources you'll need to get there? And I want you to understand this is a fluid study. So when we put all of this into the software, we are preparing and going over with you one-on-one the report and we can monkey with the different inputs. We can go up and down on the portfolio returns, up and down on inflation, up and down on the type of expenses you have so that you really can see what is doable and what is certain. Uh, So we look at, do you have the resources you'll need to get there? Are you going to require more years to keep saving? How powerful an engine will be required? Uh, Do you plan on flying to this destination, yachting, or driving an economy car to get there? Because what that really means is exactly how much growth from your portfolio is going to be needed in order to accomplish and sustain your plan. Do you need 5% growth? 8%, 10%, more. Uh, Is that real? Six, what kind of weather? What if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? Now, for most baby boomers, the decisions that they make the next 10 years are going to have a tremendous impact on whether they're going to arrive at that destination. Yet over and over again, what we find is that when new clients walk in our doors, 
Rarely have they ever mapped out that journey that's going to take them to that place in the sun. Well, you sure wouldn't plan a road trip that way with no map or GPS, would you? You'd map it out. And I know a lot of companies are offering services like this today um, because the concept's catching on. But what's different about what we do at Straight Talk Wealth and our retirement roadmap is we're Our maps might begin with a hypothetical performance. They end with guarantees. That's because even if you've mapped out a smart and efficient trip, it could all be for naught if you don't stop and think for a moment, what is the weather going to be like that I'm traveling in? Uh, Are the markets going to be roiling? Are they going to be smooth? That's why I do this and to show that we are so conscientious about the challenges facing today's global economy and that are going to hit your portfolio. So we personally think that the next 10 years on Wall Street are probably going to make the last 10 years look like a picnic once this stimulus bubble loses steam. So it's not just about how to get to retirement under ideal conditions. It's about how to get there even through the worst of storms safely, securely, and guaranteed. So stop pulling shiny objects off a shelf and investing that way. Get a strategic plan in place that become a baseline guide, a standard for the rest of the tactical decisions you are going to be faced with over the years. Get this free retirement roadmap by calling 888 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Last little clip here with Ronnie Johnson, the moral of the story. I'm going to get back and give you one more chance to call in, and then we're going to wrap it up. By the way, I am aware of technical difficulties. My phone, my voice is really garbled on the phone on this clip, but it's very short. I thought it was a good rap. I think the most reasonable moral of the whole story, Ronnie, is, okay, got, got, got the story about what they're planning, maybe, but there's a lot of maybe dots. Yeah, and, and why would they use it, as you pointed out, to kill the exact goose that laid the gold next to them, which is exports? It makes no sense. Yeah, why collect the debt at the expense of never selling another dime of goods to the debtor? Yeah, when they are the largest consumer on the planet. The U.S. has 5% of the world's population. We consume 20% of what's made. That's a very key statistic to the story. Yeah. Okay, hey, well, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time on this. It's been very enlightening, and uh, I'll edit this up, and it'll be our next CD as well. All right, Bruce. Sounds good. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, Ronnie. Bye-bye. Do you guys know what a privilege it is to be able to do this show and call economists up and have these kinds of conversations? We're going to be doing a lot more of it. Uh, keep listening every week to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. But the most important thing you need to do now is, look, uh, can't get a full education off a radio show. That's not going to help you make decisions. It's just going to wake you up to certain issues. So first of all, get the kit. Follow up with the kit. Uh, the kit, when you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, the operator is going to ask you if you're calling for the kit or if you're calling for the retirement roadmap. If you do have $100,000 of investable assets, I strongly suggest you get the retirement roadmap. The kit is included. The kit is a full CD, uncut version of today's interview with Rodney Johnson. You're going to get his article from the Survive and Prosper subscription newsletter called, Of Course the U.S. Dollar Will Get Stronger. You're going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It, and you will better understand the basics of inflation and deflation and how to strike a balance in your own portfolio. You're going to get the back show we did uh, about a year ago called Why Not Gold, where we called this whole downfall in gold and and what the weaknesses are in that uh, and what the potential is too, mind you. I don't just say don't have any gold in your portfolio by any means, but it's not a panacea. But listen, if you've got at least a $100,000 of investable assets, then you've got to get past these academic 
tech issues and start to get where the rubber meets the road in your own portfolio and planning. We do that with our free retirement roadmap service. When you, what, what is a retirement roadmap? We developed it because people would walk in the door and they'd say, what do you recommend? What's good? My neighbor said this. I heard you guys are doing that. That's all pulling a bunch of shiny objects off a shelf with no strategic plan whatsoever. That is not what you want to do. You want to plan your retirement just like you plan a trip to a new destination. So when we do this for no charge, no obligation, we sit, we use our 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 proprietary software. Now, the operator is going to ask you for two times for me to call you back. I'm going to call you back during the week, ask you six basic questions to get a snapshot of your situation. And then we put that into our software and then we compile that report and get with you and go over that. No charge, no obligation. We're going to look at where are you going to, what type of of environment do you want to be in in retirement and how much income are you going to need to live in that environment? How much inflation will you see in those costs over the years? Now, we work this all out. So if you don't have all the figures, don't worry. The six questions I ask you will be the inputs we'll need. We're also going to find out from the study when should you embark upon this or when you can embark embark upon it. And if you're already there and you're in retirement, then uh, are you sure that you're set for life even if financial weather changes? How long are you going to be in retirement? How long do you need that money to last you? 20, 30 years? You need to know that. Do you currently have the resources that you'll need to get there? Or will you require more years to keep saving? Uh, How powerful of a financial engine is going to be required? It's a very important question. Does that portfolio need to be making 5%, 8%, 10% more? Is that real? What if it falters? What if you don't make that benchmark? How much will you need to change your lifestyle? All of this has worked out. It's amazing when you see it in color and on the chart and it's fluid because there are answers to these questions. They're not just rhetorical. What if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? Look, numbers 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Everybody gets the kit that calls today. So that basic education kit on this whole issue about the dollar, everyone's getting. But if you have over $100,000 of investable assets ask for the retirement roadmap. When you call and you get the retirement roadmap, we will also include, I'm going to throw in 2790, I think is the value of this hardcover book. At least I was shocked when I called Bards and Nobles, but it is. It's called The Demographic Cliff by Harry S. Dent. The Demographic Cliff, How to Survive and Prosper During the Great Deflation of 2014 to 2019. And you'll also get the book by Patrick Kelly called Stress-Free Retirement. Very, very enlightening about alternative ways to plan and invest in your retirement. Hey, listen, I'll see you next week. We'll have another great show. We might repeat this one if we get a lot of calls because people ask me to do that uh, packed with info and they want to hear it again. 888-882-5578. It is an honor to be on the air and provide this for you. 888-882-5578. Call in. Let us know. This is important to you. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services, California license 0E48147.